it's time for a bonus, a bonus episode. I love episodes of theater, 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 theater. We're going off the beaten path, off the beaten path. We're off. Hey, dudes. Hey, we're back. We're back. We were just recording like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Way the to ruin audience, the magic. The audience doesn't know that. Our our <laughs> fans don't know that. Uh, don't pull back the curtain, Mr. Wizard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's been it's been cool kicking it with y'all for this past hour. Everybody's uh been beat up by work this week. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Um so the the vibe is low, but I'm going to do my best to pull it back up. How are you guys <laughs> doing outside of work? How you doing on the on the life on the life, life train tip, life train yeah. tip anything good well i've got a fun little tidbit oh yeah. down the Tid people that bit. the people from the kelly clarkson show reached out right. and they want me to do a segment in september that's going to air in september because it's like her anniversary for american idol so they're looking but, for singers to be a part oh, of this segment cool. let's be clear oh. it's not casper they it's want Pam. me. Isn't that weird? They want yeah. you. No, That's it's not, not weird. weird at all. It's well deserved. That's what it feels. It Fuck feels Casper. awkward. Let me just say. Yeah, I'm saying oh, it. Whoa. He didn't we love Casper here. <laughs> Casper, he didn't mean it, baby. Casper is Pam's singing He's never dog. given me anything but attitude. If you don't right. know, I Casper highly recommend checking them out on my the... Is. Uh, my old cat has been my PA. She's always my PA. She's in her box office. Her box, box office. Yeah, Pam house. does have a uh, a TikTok. If you don't know, she has a TikTok called uh, "The Pam Quinn." The Pam Quinn, where you can listen to her sing, and her dog joins her, and it's good That's times. Right. But also, she's just a phenomenal singer songwriter uh, who we should be supporting in other ways besides just that TikTok. So we're gonna hear, get hear. her on the Kelly Clarkson show. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to be here because we're talking about a really phenomenal film that came out recently, and. Uh, Welcome to it. Welcome to Theater Theater. <laughs> theater podcast for theater nerds made by three theater makers from the L.A. theater scene. I'm Jebeli Bersham. I'm C.J. Merriman. And I'm Scott Leggett. That's right. And each week we get together to discuss, debate, and disseminate the evolutions of the great playwrights, but uh, by taking a macro look at three of their plays. Uh, but this is part four of four. That's right. This is the ending of our miniseries covering... Uh, movies that are were <laughs> shit. Movies that turning, are shit. Turning musicals into movies. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Well, we're getting. Well, I'll get it right one day. Yeah. Uh, it's well, it's okay. But the end. It's, it's over the now. end of the series. Yeah, that's we're okay. Done. We're that's okay. Uh, and we're uh, we're joined once again by our incredible songwriter and friend. Pam Quinn. Hi, Pam. Pam, Pam Hi. Pam. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It's a pleasure. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Beep, bop, boop, boop. Bop. Bop. Good work. Uh, yeah, so this <laughs> we're week we're, we're discussing my pick? No, whose pick was this? Your, was pick. your pick. It had yeah, to have been your pick. My pick. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is the new West Side Story. Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Uh, I want to know sort of what y'all's... West Side Story history is, but also, you know, an, an initial take on the film. Go for it, Scott. Oh, I mean, I grew up with West Side. I'd seen productions of it and seen the film many times. I got to see the original movie on the big screen when I was a very little kid because I lived on Air Force bases and they had movie theaters and then they would do like, they would do like, uh, you know, reruns of, of big classic movies. And so I remember going to see it like as a little kid, like five or six. Um, and then I directed or co assistant directed a production. And so I've seen it, you know, it's, I think it's part of our culture and heritage at this point It's sort of woven into the fabric. Um, and the movie, um, I was not looking forward to going to see that movie. I remember that. And did and and I liked it and there are a lot of things I love about it and there's a lot of things that uh Mr. Spielbergo does where he Spielberg's all over the fuck of it um and we'll talk about it yeah Siege 
Um, I my parents took me to see this at Sangamon State. Uh, it was one of the national tours going through, so that was like the first time I saw it live. And then, th- I have seen the original movie maybe two or three times now. So while like this is one of those musicals where you automatically know a lot of the music from, kind of like Little Shop of Horrors, but in a completely different way. Um, I I knew a lot of the music, but I'm not as emotionally attached to this movie like a lot of people are, the original film. So um, I I went and saw the new one in theaters and just, I just really enjoyed it for... And I can get into it more, but I mean, it just has more of a... I mean, other than the fact that it's placed there it has more of a new york feel because they're like okay we're doing a huge fucking musical theater hit we're going to get people that are really well-trained singers and dancers because like my favorite shit are are the group dance scenes they're no fucking joke in both of the films i really enjoy them so um this was like into the woods this was my second time watching this movie um and i think i liked it better the second time than i did the first time pam so the first time i watched this version of it of a uh, West Side Story um, was for this podcast. I just hadn't gotten around to it. Oh wow! So, like my first time watching Into the Woods, I was drunk. I decided to get drunk and watch West Side Story. <laughs> um, this is not my musical. Kind of like CJ, what you were saying. I do not feel an emotional connection to this musical, but I am a huge Romeo and Juliet fan. Um, so it's tough for me, but I think it's for selfish reasons because musicals that are all dancing, that everyone's a dancer, I can't relate as a performer to it. So it's harder for me to, to get super into the musical. Cause I am not a dancer in any way, shape or form. <laughs> um, so West Side Story, I appreciate it. I always have, there's one hand, one heart, I think is one of the most beautiful melodies um, in musical theater, but it's just not, it's just not my musical. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I grew up kind of similarly to you, Scott. I was watching the movie my whole life. I was a really big fan of it. I saw my brother play officer Krupke when he was in high school. When I was really, really young and I just fell in love with it. And then I played Tony, uh, in high school. Uh, which was interesting. It was a weird casting, but it was fine. Um, there just really wasn't it. We didn't. It was a small school. There wasn't anybody that could sing it. That was really all it was. Why were they doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, also, a white Maria, and like it just you know, and all, they they we didn't have a lot of guys that were dancers, so they just got the football team to play the jacks and the sharks, things Love like it. this. Yeah, uh, but I also played Officer Krupke at Music Theater Wichita. And because it was the same season as South Pacific, where I did Luther Billis, I kept the same uh, pay uh, payment each week. Oh, nice! So I was making like twelve hundred a week to play Officer oh, nice. Krupke, uh, and he says awesome. like four things, right? Yeah. It's the um, highest paid Officer Krupke, <laughs> probably. Probably. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I just really have always loved this musical. I've seen it. Plenty of times I, I've seen it at almost every regional theater out here. They do it every five years or every, you know, every year there's one regional theater doing it. Um, I saw a really cool in the round production of it at Glendale Ooh. Center Theater when oh, that was still wow. open. And it was really, really cool. I it's didn't think you could do this in the round and it worked. Um, the best part in the round was the gym dance. It was just oh, like sure. so yeah, cool. Fun. So, so fun. Um, but then I also am... Dear friends with Russ Tamblin, who plays Riff in the original the movie. Original, yeah. He and I were in a show together a few years, original musical together maybe five years ago now. And we hit it off because the first time we hung out, he said, do you smoke weed? And I said, yes. And so we smoked <laughs> weed together and he showed me before it was released he showed me all of his scenes from Twin Peaks The Return. <laughs> and it nice. was huge for me. Uh, oh I, I mean, it was gosh. a really big deal for me. Uh, my, little Bailey was freaking out the whole time. But I'm, I'm a huge Russ Tamblin fan, so it was fun to actually get to know him and his family. And then he introduced me to George Chiklis, who plays Bernardo in the original film, who also, mm. they both follow me on Instagram. Who's also in White Christmas. True. Yes. <laughs> um, and Aww. so I... I, you know, I have a connection in in my own way to the original. When I rewatch it now, you know, there's a lot of brown face. There's a lot of not great stuff happening there. But it's also a phenomenally beautiful piece of work. And I think everybody in it, even the people who aren't singing for real, 
phenomenal stuff. Uh, but then I saw this movie. I was fully ready for it. I knew exactly what I was headed into, and I wasn't disappointed. And that's just kind of my – that's, like, my full take. Like, I just was like, I know that Spielberg loves this as much as I do. I'm going to have fun. And I walked out like, yeah, what else could I ask from this? And I felt like things were justified better than they are even on stage. I felt like the Kushner script alone amplifies this thing and, and just elevates it to a point of uh, of of mastery that I just don't think we've seen – a movie musical do yet um and this is really this is just it for me i think this is like the movie musical of our generation right now and uh big big fan but we'll get deeper into it i want to hear what it's about yeah because no one knows no one's ever heard this story before uh cj what's yep. what's that the thing you do that thing you do <laughs> can we do that movie one can we day? just do that thing you do yeah yes let's do that right now forget it all right do <laughs> do a breakdown for that cj right now cj's breakdown Two no you can do you can do the real one you can oh, do it. <laughs> two bro gangs both alike in dignity yeah in fair new york where we lay our scene yeah from long-told grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. Mm. From forth the fatal loins at ease two foes, a pair of star-crossed lovers, take a chance. It doesn't end well. <laughs> Very good. Nice, nice. Yeah, good. that's, nice, that's nice. it. <laughs> In fair New York where we lay our scene. Yeah, it's well I done, CJ. I the whole time while I was writing that. <laughs> that's great. I'm really proud. I'm proud to yeah, know yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are 10 listeners laughing their asses off. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, really good. Really, really solid stuff. Good job, CJ. A bit I would not, I would not have thought of that. I'm, I'm very proud of you for coming up. Uh, oh, I, I should mention, um, I also have a connection to this film, this film specifically. I've mentioned on the podcast, I'm sure, many, many times. Uh, anybody's in this film is a dear, dear friend of mine uh, who goes by Ezra, is credited as Iris uh, Minas, and is um, was Amneris when I was in Aida in high school, mm-hmm. things like that. So we did a lot of, of musicals together, but they're from Wichita and are a phenomenal performer. Uh, I have an opinion on the anybody's thing, but I think we'll get there later, and it's sure. not necessarily a positive one, So, uh, but we'll get there. But Steven Spielberg... Yeah. This is somebody we've talked about on the podcast a few times. Uh, Something I thought of the other day. You you said this guy, you said, you know, he's over Spielberg's in moments in this film, which I I do disagree with only because it's a musical where I'm just like, yeah, do everything, do all the stuff. But I was thinking about Hook because you just like Hook. The film, right? Oh gosh, Scott! I think I know he doesn't like Hook. It's crazy, but I do think the reason why Hook doesn't work for a lot of people is he is like trying to Spielberg the shit out of that movie, right? He's like quadrupling down on what he thinks people like about Spielberg, and that's why I think when people watch it with that point of view and aren't a five-year-old like I was when I saw it, right? They're not going to like it nearly as much as I will from my nostalgic point of view. But here's Uh a take. What if Hook was a musical? Would it still work? If it didn't have any of the people, the production design, the script, or the director, then it would You're being facetious. The the film wasn't a Spielberg film. It originally was Nick, um, whatever his name is, and, and and he took it over. What? It's hard for me to hear negative things about Hook. I get emotionally <laughs> reactive. Well, Scott is coming from a, like, as a film, as a cinematic discussion, Hook is bad. We're no, talking about it as, no, like, no, 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 this no. is a fun film from our childhood that we love deeply. Right. And you is, guys is like flawed. it because it's nostalgia for you. For me, I was I was an older teenager who was starting to get who was more too serious cool. about film. Yeah. No, too I wasn't cool too cool. It. It's it, well, it, show it to a child now. Show it to a child now. And my nephews love that movie. It's so two and a half yeah. hours. <laughs> it's, it's bloated and it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, we look could good. have a whole podcast on this. Oh, totally. Legit. I have so it. much um, to say about that. But no, that's not what I meant by Spielberg stuff. First of all, Spielberg has very much lost his identity as an artist. He doesn't know exactly what he's doing and. 
My biggest question about this before and after and today is why? And when you go and you start to look for interviews with him, he's, he talks about Romeo and Juliet. That's what he's talking about, the, the, the gang thing. And, and he, he, but what he also does and has done consistently for many years now is he makes these blunders because he doesn't fully trust his audience and or <clears throat> he thinks he's being clever and he's not. Uh, there's a casting in in this particular one that uh, that almost ruins it for me, even even on the rewatches. Which is what Moreno. Whoa. Okay. Be- because it because I think of, because it makes me think of the original. It makes me think of the original. It takes me out of it. It's so cheesy a choice and dopey a choice. Like if you're gonna do, it, I would just, only you know, agree with you if it was a cameo. But because she's playing a full, it's, realized, new take on a role that already exists, it loses that cheesiness for me. Um, not for me. Um, and he 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 can he just does he's done that again and again and again. But you're talking about a guy who has a, his best movie was made in 1982, and he's never been better since, in my opinion. So, well, I will I will compromise Bridges on spots. that. <laughs> I think Bridges spot. No, he ruins that because he rocks. does a dumb Spielberg. I don't like that. I he does a dumb like Spielberg Bridges thing with it that ruins it, just like Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan. I'm sorry, Pam. Please go ahead. No, I honestly, I totally forgot what I was. Just <laughs> I'm a dick. I'm such a dick. <laughs> no, uh, it was fine. It's fine. I um. Spielberg's probably the reason that I'm here. So I'm very emotionally tied to him. And so when your hero, one of your heroes does disappointing things, then, um, then it hits you. And so he, he continues to do these little things that I'm very hypersensitive to. That being said, there are some extraordinary things that he does. He's still the best mover of a camera and framer of a shot in in the world on the planet earth there's very few people that do what he does and he does it exceptionally well with this uh and and really his first and only musical i mean he's got musical numbers and some stuff but um and so that's kind of what i i like about it and then there's he does some great casting in this and then he does some dumb dumb bad casting in this that makes me go i'm out like so I, when I watch it, I don't hate it. I enjoy it. I should say I enjoy it. I'm just aware of it. I'm not. I'm not in it. It's not. I remember what I was gonna me. say. Do it. So Rita Moreno. What I was gonna compromise with you on is that yes, I do think he heavily relied on that casting to just be this like, oh my god, how great. But I also think it it worked. I, how do you? I do what do you mean relied? Worked. What What did he rely? Like on? I think. To me, it was just kind of like a little came with a little bit of a roll of the eyes, a little bit. Wow! It was ex- yeah. it was just um, pre- not predictable, but predictable in its unpredictability kind of thing. I do think he relied on it, but I do think she was great, and I thought it worked. Hmm. But it was it was kind of a tongue in cheek thing, a little bit with that choice. Yeah, I mean, she's it's a fine. reference. She's it's an homage. I think that's yeah. purpose. Yeah, I mean, t- I, yeah. I, I guess think, that's such a yeah. Go ahead, see. I well, I think also with her, and this is something that in in the iterations I've seen it, it's something that I don't think anyone has ever like straight up handled. But in in the final scene when, or the close to final scene where um, Anita comes to tell, oh, what's his name that Maria is coming, and they corner her in the drugstore. It's all every time I've seen it, it's been this dancey thing where they're threatening her. And it's the first time that she comes up, Rita comes up, she stops it, and she tells them exactly what they were doing. And I was like, thank you for not glossing over this really serious moment that, like, when I've watched it, it's gotten me really choked up. And then it's just kind of, it's like a dance thing where they spin her in a circle and then it's over. Right, right. No, no, it's a very powerful moment. And, and I, I should also say that I do love all of the Kushner tweaks to it for sure <laughs> Bailey's upset Talk I'm not us. I'm just tired oh, of okay. uh, carrying this fucking podcast all the oh, time God. no it's fine <laughs> Here we go. I honestly like I think I I hear what you're all saying about the Moreno thing and I'm just going like we're talking about a musical 
Like, you know, like it, it feels a bit like, and I'm not saying you guys are doing this, but it does feel a bit like, like the two, like I'm too cool for that. Where I'm like, no, this, she won an Oscar for this. This is an homage. This is a beautiful thing to bring somebody from that piece and bring it in. If it had been, you know, if I had had five other people in the movie from the original, I'd probably start going like, oh, fuck. But sure. he wanted this. He was like, I, I really want Rita to be this role and to take it and do a new take on it. And Kushner, you know, really pushed for it as well. And not necessarily to be Rita, but just to be a Latina woman, like someone who can really handle this in the right way. And to make it Rita is beautiful to me rather than like like a try hard kind yeah. of thing well, and right? i i also think that she's part of the vehicle of something that i appreciate about this film in comparison to the older one is i feel like this version and perhaps it's it should hand it to kushner more i think they handled the gray area way better 100 in, in the old film and that yeah. was something that i appreciated about this especially watching it the second time through <sighs> yeah i agree i think you know, I was a little nervous when I went into this film. There, there was that first moment where I was like, okay, is he going to do it? The first shot happened, and I was like, okay, he did it. And then I just relaxed <laughs> the rest of the movie yeah. because it, to me, was more just about, like, is it going to look – which, it's Spielberg. Like you said, it's got, like, it's going to look amazing. Yeah. Is yeah. it going to look better than the original, which also looks amazing? Sure. Right. And also feel of the time and also feel homage without being the same movie. And it, it does all those things kind of just in that first scene. But then it also, I think an early complaint or, or worry, not complaint that you had, Scott, was is this is he going to pull a bunch of punches and have this not be really the West Side it could be? And instead, he actually goes full on with the punches and it brutalizes it a bit. I mean, one of the first things that happens, someone gets like pummeled in the face and gets a, gets a, uh, a nail through their ear. (laughs) Right. And you're just like, Oh crap. And then there's a few more of those moments and where the brutality is there and it makes you kind of fear these dudes a little bit more. They're, they are gangsters. They are guys who are actually going to beat the shit out of you. If you look at them wrong, these aren't just like singer dancer types. They just happen to, you know, and it, and I, and I love that stuff. One of my favorite changes is the way, and this could be Kushner, but I think the direction is phenomenal. And the location scout gets a shout out for this one. They're up on the roof and they're singing cool. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Boy, 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 crazy crazy boy, boy, stay cool boy. And, they change the context of it that they're talking about whether or not to take the yeah. gun right to 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 this rumble and normally i believe this comes after the rumble as like a, everybody needs to chill yeah, out yeah there's boy. there's there's some things moved around ever yeah. so slightly that yeah and contextually it's super cool because then they have them kicking around and playing with this gun and sort of almost dropping it and there's these holes on the on the ceiling that they're kind of jumping over and all this stuff i fucking love that i thought that was one of the best uh uh sort of changes uh, uh that they made and then there's a few others um i heard a lot of people say they didn't like the placement of um i feel pretty but that's where it is in the musical. It, that's the point is that it yeah. comes in right after he's died. And we're like, why are we watching a musical theater number right now? It's Everything's very Osric-y. Bad. They're trying to get you yeah. to smile before yes. they yeah. they devastate you. 100%. Yeah. But I did, Bailey, I wanted to say I agree with you when you're like, when you went into West Side Story, you were like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And then it started and you were on board. Yeah. And I think there were so many people going to this West Side Story like, Let's see. Let's see how yeah. you know he had a lot of pressure on him. It's sure. you know it's Spielberg and then it's West Side Story. And I think you're right. Like I felt the same thing that I was like, okay, I'll enjoy the ride. I right. trust you because the opening was a a punch. It was great. And I, I don't think every choice is correct. There are right. a few moments where I was a little like, Ugh. yeah, and and maybe over directing is the correct way to 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 talk about. It. Like there's just trying to think of a specific specific moment where i was like eh, okay but one moment that i love is behind the at the dance the dance is really cool the dance is my favorite right part. the gym yeah. dance really yeah. rocks and that's that's the most iconic scene from the original film totally but when 
normally what happens is, even on stage, is everyone dissipates when they see each other for the first time, Maria and Tony. Mm-hmm. Everyone dissipates off stage, and there's like two people left, and or two couples left, and they do the dance with them, and it's the plum, 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 plum. Which they mm-hmm. still did the dance, but it was yes. under the bleachers. It's right. under the bleachers. Yeah, under and the they bleachers. turned up the R&J in that scene, too. Which was Exactly. Fun. So yeah. they yeah. sort of turn up this idea of, like, okay, they, they see each other, but then they find a, a private space. So this isn't in the middle of everybody. This is in their mm-hmm. own little private space. And there's this beautiful thing that they do where everything becomes sort of dreamlike under these bleachers and everything's really beautiful and nice and cool and there's no trash and there's no dust and everything looks great. And then when it cuts away for the and someone pulls her away, the 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 way that it the transition warp back into the dirty under the bleachers and there's like beach balls and basketballs and bats and sh- and it's such a cool transition that I was like I was it, like there were enough of those moments that I was just kind of at a high the whole movie. Yeah. And so I've only watched it the one time that oh. I saw it in theaters. Uh, I didn't rewatch it for this podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was going to. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sit down and do it. I'm a little afraid to. Oh. <laughs> I'm a, I am. I'm a little afraid that the high that I had watching it the first time won't be well, there the second time. Oh, I yeah. get you. I get you. You know? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Because okay. for you, because right. uh, you connected with it in in a, mm-hmm. in a way that I didn't. Like I said... I enjoyed it. I I was in the same boat as everybody else, kind of like my arms crossed, like, all right, show me. And it's like, oh, by the end of that first number, you're like, okay, this is this yeah. is cool. This <laughs> but is cool. by the end of the first number of Into the Woods, I'm like, this is going to be the best movie ever, and then it isn't. Right. This one does feel like it keeps its it, – it stays at that level. It never, like, fully dips in, like, a whole number. Like, it, I, it, I, it, I can't arc, think of a it, number that dips for me. No, it arcs well. And what Spielberg all, has always done well, too, is that there's a seamlessness to it. Yeah. Even in the original, and certainly in most productions that I've seen, you feel like the energy is put on on specific numbers and specific things, but not necessarily equally distributed amongst all of it. Yeah. And so there are moments in stage productions I've seen where all of the energy is put into the balcony scene. Yeah. And that that's that's where everything like that's where all the And time I was and worried money. that was gonna be America for this movie. Right. Oh, no, and sure. it's not. No, I, I yeah. really liked I really liked Great that number though, right? Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> love the way they do that. I was worried that he was gonna throw all his eggs in that basket. Right. Like, no. That's it's the and and it's the flow into those numbers where you don't feel like I I would I've I felt like the show has stopped and we're setting up for whichever number it might be, um, too often because, you know, People have their favorites, especially stage directors. And for him, it all flowed one into another into another. Um, and then I think that there, again, we go back to the cast. There's, there's, a, there is a couple of truly revelatory performances in this movie. Yeah, I think that, well, all five of us, the four of us, are the the only ones who saw that movie. Like it, nobody else saw it. Was the biggest problem. It just. For whatever the reason, the, the way what? they mar- Well, it was a pretty big flop. I mean, what West Side? What the- movie? Oh, Spielberg. West Side. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, one of those that it, you know, it. My theater kind was of, pretty full when I saw it, but I know that. Yeah, it had a good just, opening weekend, but it, 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 in my opinion, and I might be way off base, and I know Scott, like early on, even before it came out, you said like it's not going to sell. Like, I think COVID killed this more than it being a musical killed it personally. Uh, because I think in a non-COVID-minded world, this would have made a lot more money. It's just I agree. the fact that because we're in this sort of COVID mind and, and movie theaters, especially when it came out, movie theaters weren't fully open yet. It was one of the first major films to come out in movie theaters. Yeah. So people were, all, were still a little weird about it. It sold very well in New York and L.A. It hmm. didn't sell anywhere else. And I think part of it is just marketing also. It wasn't marketed. Well, also, but- they know you're going to be bummed out. And nobody, everybody was already <laughs> bummed out. Well, you know, at, we cr- talked, at, cr- yeah. at Christmas season too. True, like, true. You know, I Weird think timing. 
it was weird timing, and I think should have been were... spring. Should have been spring. Well, it's not a well, summer I, I blockbuster think, I don't either. Think it's so a summer I don't know. Blockbuster, but I think you're right, Pam. I think it it may have done better as yeah. an April release or, like, or even that yeah. led into yeah. the summer or something yeah. like that. But I think that they were the marketing people were also just hoping Spielberg alone. I agree. Spielberg, West Side Story. Who wouldn't want to see this? Because yeah. they're not doing what Into the Woods did with stunt casting. In fact, it's no. a lot of people who no one would ever know their name besides no, maybe Ansel Elgort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you have, like, Brian Darcy James and, like, Corey Stoll, like, fill, uh, filling out the, the roles. But, cry eyes. But those aren't even, like, massive stars. Brian no. Darcy James is known in theater circles, but not as well in film besides, like, yeah. Spotlight, right? Right. Um, Let's talk through this cast. Really interesting cast. Oh, yeah. oh! I wanted to say something about uh, films real quick. We talked about in Little Shop of Horrors how they had to change the ending because people don't want to go see a sad movie ending because right. they don't get to see the cast come out and bow at the end, right? Right, right. That right. might be something to that, Pam. There might be something to we yeah. go and see West Side Story and it's Christmas time and we're like, I don't want to see the Romeo and Juliet's ending no, right it's now. it's why <laughs> Shirley Temple, why Shirley Temple was so huge because the war was happening and everyone right. wanted Happy to see endings. a little girl sing and dance. Yeah, yeah, totally. On the steps with her tap shoes. That's right. Um, so good. So, so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so let's talk through this cast. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a, any failures here. Does anybody have a failure? Corey Stoll isn't great i would agree with that i don't know that um, he's like a failure as an actor i just don't think he's good um i i i just don't care for him and yeah he's he's such an everyman actor who gets these awesome opportunities and then doesn't really do anything with them yeah, like he's, he's the most boring mcu villain when i was about to say yeah. the worst, <laughs> like, the worst oh MCU my god villain. dude yeah. and i um, love that movie yeah, he's just like, not good in it. <laughs> yeah, no, I did like him in the first couple seasons of. He's um, a bad guy in Ant Man. Yeah, uh, the first the first couple <laughs> seasons of uh, what you call it? What's the fucking House, House of Cards? Cards? House of Cards. Yeah, yeah, he, he's pretty good in that. But I will still I will still stand by that I wasn't crazy about Ansel as Tony. I he's got a great voice. Yeah. Um, and I like I really liked the gal that played Maria. I just didn't buy their relationship, and he they just... didn't have the greatest chemistry, right? And he just overall. wasn't a Tony for me. That's all. I've heard mm. a lot of people. Well, I shouldn't say a lot. I've heard y'all say that a few times, and a few other people say that. I fully disagree. And based on every interview between them, they were like so tight on set and like all this stuff. I feel it between them. I like really do. And I, I maybe I'm putting something there that's not there. And I think a lot of it is her. I think she is phenomenal at playing I am in love with this person I don't know. Rachel Ziegler, I think, is the best Maria I've ever seen. She's like she she's so just good. incredible. And not just yeah. as a singer, just like actress, like moments of, of, of nuance that are just, just profound. But my take on Ansel is that he's playing it more like I think I likened him, I think I've said this to y'all before, but I liken him to Danny from Danny in the Deep Blue Sea. That he's somebody who knows mm. he has a dark side and he has to constantly keep it from boiling up. Right. And so he is a brute. He's not a playboy. He's not a, like, he's not a suave, charming guy like Tommy or Tony is usually played, right? Mm. He's a, he's... He's, he's a, got well, some tough. He's a well, gangster he's that, that went to jail because he killed exactly, someone. Exactly. Yeah. They changed the the background. Like his motivations were very yeah. different in this right. version. And I think right. for that purpose, it does work for me. Oh, I see. That's where I, I he's. Um, I just thought he. I I didn't believe he killed anybody. Interesting. Um, and I he he also he you can also tell like he's one of those pretty actors that that. He's he's had it easy. Does that make sense? Like yeah. she, I feel like she's working harder in the scenes than he is. And well, he's probably the biggest star in the film, right? Because he's Baby Driver. He's in the Divergent or whatever those are called. Divergent. That's what they're called, right? Yes, yes. Faults in Our Stars. Things that like he has a huge teen following. Yes, mm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think um, there was partly that of casting him. I but. don't by any stretch think think he's awful. I just no. um, it was, 
but here's the thing too of, of about West Side. I I and it's the same with Romeo and Juliet. I usually am I'm waiting for the Romeo and Juliet scenes to and or Juliet scenes to be done, and I want the secondary characters because they're far more interesting to me. Well, than, I agree, <laughs> and especially this casting of those secondary characters. Uh, oh, there's one bar in none. Oh man, that's a maybe revelation. the best casting in a movie musical ever. Besides maybe Rent, because it's the original cast mostly. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know that I could. I'm hard-pressed to name another movie musical that has a cast where I think every single person is perfect, spot on. Um, Wizard of Oz. You're right. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, <laughs> cabaret. Cabaret. Uh, actually, Cabaret, actually. Cabaret is actually yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, no, <laughs> Joel Grey and, and Liza. Um, well, because, but, you, you know, they're getting people that sing and then they're not trying to, to do any stunt. He's not trying to do any stunt casting. Right. Mm-hmm. We already talked about Rachel, but let's talk about Ariana DeBose. Ugh, two thumbs up. Love. See, loved. she's great. She's phenomenal. But that was the mistake also of, of putting Moreno in the movie is that I just keep thinking about You kept her. comparing them? I kept comparing. Oh, and she, l- listen, it, th- that would be a hell of a shootout. Like, if both of them in their prime just, like, singing each other, you know, doing a sing-off would be insane she's she's amazing was it an academy award winning amazing Uh, i would agree with that i don't think it was the best performance of the year but i think it was quite phenomenal and yeah Yeah, for this film for sure yeah and to compare to moreno i do think she's giving it enough of a new take that it it i i don't she does constantly compare but I agree. She does. It's hard, she does not, make it it's her hard own. not to when they're it's hard both not to. right That's in front true. of your face. Um, do you when know you're she's not playing... attached to the old film like me, I just watched her and loved her the whole time. Yeah. Right. True. So that's... I also know that she's playing Calypso in the new Craven the Hunter film, which I'm extremely excited about. <laughs> it's a Craven the <laughs> Hunter fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a MCU, a uh, new MCU movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so... Uh, Ariana, and then we have David Alvarez as Bernardo, who I think is fantastic. Fantastic. I think that death scene uh, really hit my gut in a way that even the original doesn't. Agreed. Totally agree. Much stronger in this. I think so, too. I think it's Well, and their relationship was sexy as fuck. Yeah. So much heat. I love that. That's the chemistry. That's the way he looks at her. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brian Darcy James is Krupke. Uh, he's great. Sure. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. He's Solid. fine. It's, he's fine. It's, he it's, says the lines. Yeah, it's <laughs> he says he does only say so much. Four lines. Only, he does. He does it's try a cameo. and he does try and and give it some nuance and some. He you know, tries, and they. But add there's some only lines. so much you can do with it. You know, there's only yeah. so much you could do. Brian Darcy James, it's it's more of like a, a, a like a cute cameo than it is anything. It's like this guy yeah. that you love from Broadway is in the movie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, Corey Stoll, yeah, I think not a Fine. not a fantastic. Uh, my two favorite performances in this film are Riff and Chino. Riff. I think I Mike Riff. Feist. Let's talk about Mike Feist. He's for great. Let, let, He's let, great. This is the revelation of the movie. This is the best thing Oscar about snub. the movie is him. Total Oscar snub. Like he he does he takes this role and lays waste to whoever has played it before. With all due yeah. respect to Mr. Tampton, no, um, I one hundred percent agree. Like unfortunately, he, he finds nuance and layers in a character that nobody's ever ever found before. I, I, not that I've seen anyway. And Speaking of of the rumble amazing. and the death scene, his the moment when he gets stabbed and then like turns around to Tony and. Is, I don't remember what the line is, but he just has that line of like, they got me, they got me, kid. Or like, yeah, whatever, yeah, you know, and you're yeah. just like, oh, yeah. he is. And he permeates. Riff can either do this or not do this in the show when you're watching the show. And I don't know that Russ Tamblin does this in the original movie. 
you have to, Riff can permeate the entire show, even once he's dead, where you feel that loss so hard. And Bernardo. He's fucking Mercutio. It's Mercutio. I mean, that's what a great Mercutio should do, you know? And I don't always feel that when I see this show, right? This time, I mean, he steals this movie. Yeah. To the point where Tony's death doesn't even really hit in the same way. That's true, yeah. I got to see Mike in uh dear evan hansen in cool. new york how was he was, uh, uh, he was wonderful because he, he was, was the connor, connor right? he was yeah. the, the guy uh, who right, died right, right. the kid who kills oh, wow. himself yeah, yeah he was just phenomenal like he's so good he, he's on stage so good. on screen we'll oh. put a trigger warning at the beginning that we talked about dear evan hansen because i know people don't want to hear about that um <laughs> no, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um uh, that was bad. Uh, okay, so who else? Oh, Josh Andreas Rivera, who plays oh, Chino. Yeah, yeah really I know good. it's a small part. Bigger in this than in it is, than That's true. Yeah, yeah. They stretch I, it out a bit, and he rocks. Yeah. yeah. To play between the, like, very shy, calm, and then the, like, I'm going to kill a man. Like, back, yeah. back and forth is really a cool duality that he he performs. And then the last person I want to bring up is, um, is Ezra Minez, who plays Anybody's. I'll give my take first, just because. Is it, I'm dear sorry, friend of mine. What's their real name? In the in the movie, they are credited as Iris Minas, but they have since changed to Ezra Minas. Copy that. So if you look it up on IMDb, it, it's Iris. But I and then there's like two dead names before that as well. I've I've known Ezra as many things, um, but Ezra is currently their their. Uh, um, uh, their their nomenclature, uh, uh, nom de plume, uh, but I personally think the way the character is handled is is okay. I think the Spielberg moments of it being of like it sort of zooming in on anybody's. I'm gonna use they them pronouns because I think that's kind of what they're going for in this for film sure, is that yeah. anybody's yeah, is non-binary, yeah. which is why they cast a non-binary person, which I love and is very beautiful. Right on, but. There are those moments where it like zooms in on anybody's and and Ezra kind of has that look of like I'm gonna do it and I'm like oh like that sort of musical theatery Spielbergy kind of thing but I feel like that's more directorial than it is where it's sort of yeah. trying to point at what he's doing there with the casting it, rather the than it just being the storyline was shoehorned in I think I it agree. was a good idea yeah. um, and I think it's important to have yeah. characters as that in the show but cool like, representation yes but right. they didn't take enough time with it yeah they, they could have pulled it off enough. better yeah i agree yeah. or just not say it right like, that's that, what it the, felt it's like the, yes it's the nod yeah. and that's that's an example of of spielberg not fully trusting his audience it's like a pat on the back almost it that's felt. that's yeah. Ex- yeah. that's what a great way did. to put it pam it feels yeah. like somebody being like it feels like spielberg and everyone working on the movie being like we did this, y'all. Let's yeah. let's highlight it four <laughs> we times. Solved the problem. Yeah. Let's well, make sure and, they and, really and see a, this. And it's a double it's a double edged sword. There, it's like it's like you you want to give them credit because right. we're not doing it enough as an right. industry and and all that. But then it's just like, well, okay, buddy, I got you. Something <laughs> I will give them credit for that they they don't talk about this a lot. They don't like point at it a lot. About forty five percent of this film. I would argue out of the book is in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like a solid amount and yeah. they don't put subtitles. No. And it, it's a, it's a matter of not giving English the power here, especially yeah. because of the sort of um, sordid history of West Side Story and the idea that the jets are kind of portrayed as the, like, you know, the winners should be the Jets. That's kind of how the sentiment was, right? When yeah, it first came a little out. bit. And yeah. I, I think the ability to make this movie about Anita and Bernardo and Riff and Tony yeah. and Maria and Tony, right? Yeah. Like, the ability to not just have it be about Riff and Tony, Tony meets Maria, Tony wants Maria, gets Maria, everyone everyone dies right like that's sort of the original story and now it's more like no the the capulets and the and the montagues are on the same level here right the the montagues don't get to win there's no winning here everyone dies everyone loses um and i love that i think that's a phenomenal choice that doesn't feel it never feels like they're patting their yeah there's no forcing and they don't feel like they're they're Mm -hmm. highlighting it in a way that's annoying i 
Agreed. I would venture to that this version, <laughs> Thanks, and maybe Kim. it's just because I saw it as an adult as opposed to seeing it as a kid, is the, the cast feels like kids in this. Whereas in the old film, they yeah. feel like adults playing kids. Sure. Which, you know, you know, I mean, I think Ansel's a little older, but yeah, I agree. He's got they, baby face, though. He does have baby, yeah. that baby driver face. They, I agree, <laughs> Siege. They feel like high school or Which even makes just like it young even college sadder. It makes yeah. it sadder and, yeah. you know... It's a sadder story that way. The deaths were more effective. Yes. For sure. And, and I got to give it them. to him. My, one of my big, Pam, and these two have heard it, one of my big criticisms of Spielberg is that he hasn't been able to end movies well for a very long time. And he he sticks it here. Like, it's yeah. beautiful. Well, he had no choice. Well, he, he had, had no choice. No choice. Shots, yeah. The yeah. cinematography of that ending, though, yeah. too, could be cheesy or wrong and he lets it do he kind of lets it do what the original does and really just let you sit with it it's a very feel. theater ending it does which i dig i dig I too nothing like a good old funeral procession at the end of a show and yeah, uh, I, yeah I, we should give a shout out to janos janos kaminsky who's been one of spielberg's longtime cinema cinematographers, cinematographers absolutely it's beautiful it's gorgeous it's just yeah and there's like there's like a graininess and a dullness to everything that really works and sets us in the 50s a little bit apparently he went back and studied the film wow from the 50s to get a sense to get that grain that look that I love feel it. it's it like, works yeah i mean because it's not the spielberg technique uh consistently glosses things there's always like a glow like a glow a spielberg yes, radiation yeah, 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 on yeah. his movies Agreed. and that, that wasn't in this one which is yeah. something i didn't like about ready player one a movie i was ready to love um right? yeah because i love that book so much but unfortunately the the what that book does so well is make you feel like the real world world is such shit that when you get into VR, everything's beautiful. But the way he shoots everything so cl crisp and clean and and clean and clear and under control, it's like you clear so clear so clean and clear uh, he, and under control. It, the when he's in the real world in Ready Player One, everything's already cool looking. I'm like, I would live in that world. That looks awesome. It looks like a CGI animation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when he goes into VR, I'm like, oh, now it's animated. It's like actually animated. Oh, lame. That wasn't you know, a movie for him to make. He it was, really wasn't. He was he was part of the pop culture that was being riffed on. So he's well, riffing on the pop culture that he was already correct. A part and the of most and... upsetting piece of that puzzle is that there are actual plot points in the book that relate to Spielberg. Oh yeah, things, very much. So. And he just took them out because he was like, I don't want to talk about myself as pop culture. And I'm like, fuck you. Uh, yeah. And then he makes like Zemeckis a big part of it. And all this, and you're just like, why that's your apprentice. This is weird. Yeah, exactly. It's, weird. it's exactly. not an homage. It's a, it's a masturbation session. I still think that movie slaps though. So we'll talk about it some other day. There are parts of that movie that rock. Um, okay. Uh, another, uh, one other scene I just wanted to bring up. This is my final take. And then I want to hear everybody's sort of final thoughts on this, but, uh, my or like favorite songs anything like that but one scene i really loved is the scene that when people do it in the musical and especially in the movie it always feels neutered to me this is the scene where anita goes to uh find tony right and she ends up at doc's right and the men assault her mm -hmm. i i that's what I was talking about at the beginning, too. Yeah. Right. And we've talked about brutality, mm -hmm. right, and how this movie doesn't feel like it's pulling its punches. The Kushner choice to have her come in and literally say out loud what it feels like every production is afraid to admit is happening there. She says, you came in here and you raped her. Right. That is what just happened. Yeah. Whether right. you got as far as you meant to or doesn't matter, you did that. And she says the word. Like, she mm -hmm. says it. And that I think that performance solidifies Rita Moreno for me as great. She is Doc for me now. Like, it just I, – I love that scene so much on a cultural level as well, what it's saying about thematically what the culture is, is doing at that point. Um, and they do a really good job of also showing the gentrification of everything through – Kushner uses the device of that Broadway theater being built. Mm -hmm. I think it's Lincoln Center. It's like literally like Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln being, Center is being, being built. built. Yeah. Like one of the first shots, all, that whole opening sequence that 
all that stuff yeah. where they're like yeah. running around is on the rubble of the construction of a Broadway theater. Yeah. Right. And it's that's cool. And he doesn't yeah. feel the need to really point at it. You see a sign at one point and they kind of mention it in passing, but there's not like a a need to, to shove it in our faces. But this is Spielberg's dad's favorite movie. It was one of his favorite movies. There was no way he was going to just jerk all all over the place yeah, like he did agreed. with Ready Player One. Right. Like <laughs> he spent his time on this one for sure. Yeah. And I hope he does he, with the Fablemans because he did really it good. justice. He really did. Yeah. Uh, OK. Last takes. Yeah, like I said, I, I just have nitpicky Spielbergy things, but overall, I, I I I did enjoy it and thought it was well done and um, some great performances to be sure. Did you like In the Heights more than this, or did you like this better? Well, that's such an apples and oranges question, Bailey. Though a good one. I loved In the Heights, the movie. I yeah. really, really did. Um, but it was also so fresh for me. Like I'd heard the album. I hadn't seen a production of it. So, or maybe I had by that point. I can't remember the order, but. Um, In the Heights came out first. So you probably saw it first. No, no. I mean, whether or not I'd seen a stage production. Oh, a stage. After, because yeah, I saw it like right around. But no, I really, really liked In the Heights. It, but it's it's apples and oranges. I wouldn't compare it. The, the, he, he was carrying a lot of weight. Uh, sure. In, in making this, so. Anyone else? Final thoughts? I was glad to rewatch it. I liked it. Um, I and I think it was yeah. It was a it was a tall order to fill, and I think he did it. Yeah. Peak. Two words. Jim dance. <laughs> Jim dance. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, yeah, just iconic. Right, iconic, and the the choreography is phenomenal, and and a great nod to Jerome Robbins without being the literal mm-hmm. Jerome Robbins the whole time. Right, yeah. yeah, which I think is cool. Um, all right, that's all. That's that's really all. Uh, all we have here, y'all. This is we're about to do something though that is my most favorite part of this podcast, and it's taken four episodes to get here, but we're here, so we're going in on it. Uh, let's rank these motherfuckers. <laughs> Bailey loves ranking shit. All right, y'all. Bailey loves ranking shit. I love ranking shit. So we're going to rank these four movies that we just watched. Scott, I want you to start us off. Four, three, wow. two, oh, one. Oh, my God. Oh, no, God. This is a tough one. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, this is really, really hard. Into the Woods is number four. Does anyone not have Into the Woods at number four? Pam, number four? <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Just um, Just so I'm going to go Into the Woods. Then I'm going to go West Side and Little Shop and Fiddler. Number one is Fiddler? Yeah. If he was a rich man. All right, Siege? Four, Into the Woods. Three, West Side Story. Two, Little Shop. One, Fiddler. Pamela? We're the same. Four West Side, three Fiddler, two Into the Woods, one Little Shop. Ooh. Wow. Nice. You like Into the Woods a little more than us. I That's did. Legit. But um, I was so Girl drunk, Lab. you guys. I was so <laughs> drunk. <laughs> yeah. Number four, Into the Woods for me. Number three, Fiddler on the Roof. Number so two, hard. West Side Story. Number one, Little Shop. I ah! think I I love that movie. I yeah, think Little too. Shop is one of the best ever. And now my the way that I'm judging this is kind of based on this. Okay, I truly think Little Shop of Horrors is the best ever mesh of film and theater. I both feel like I'm watching a movie and a staged filmed version of the musical at the same time. And I Without can't say that about really any dynamic. Like, yeah, the, it's still is cinematic. It's, it's, it's still cinematic. It's still theatrical. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I didn't get to be at the at the conversation. My fault. My fault. Yes. Well, when you <laughs> talked about okay. Little Shop, my fault. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the in um Meek shall inherit when he goes, my future's starting. Yeah. I've got to let it stick with that plan to do my bit. Ba- oh, my God. I think that music is so, so good. freaking good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just brilliant. It's musically brilliant. I think one of the greatest moments in musical. I just got chills thinking about it. One of the greatest musical moments ever is poor 
All my life life I've always always been been poor. poor. And I'm asking God what I'm for. That's, I mean, you can't, you can't beat it. Sweep that floor, kid. Sweep that floor, kid. Oh, 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 really quick. I got to play Audrey when I was 16 (gasps) in a production of Little Shop. But here's the crazy thing. Um, Ellen Green Mm. came (gasps) and she before the show came up to me and hugged me and in my ear said i'm on your team (gasps) and then afterwards she's i have a picture with her with the whole cast afterwards she came up to me and hugged me and said you were lovely wow i was dead about it that forget about it that's incredible i would not I, i would not have been able to meet her beforehand no, I, oh, I, I, I was shit. so mad at the director. So I was so mad at him too. for doing that. But but I was pleasant. Good improv background. Yeah. yeah well done. <laughs> um, that's fucking cool. I I I love Little Shop. I love Little Shop, and I love that movie. And Fiddler West Side and Little Shop to me are near perfect films. Yeah. Um, I only put Fiddler barely, barely under West Side because we're having to rank. But it's, I think it's more that, like, Fiddler's something I've watched so many times, I don't know that I could talk negatively about it. But, like, we found some things. Like, you know, in the episode, we found a few things. But, like, West Side Story, to me, is just the Spielberg of it all versus Norman Jewison. Just little things like that where I just think it's a better film. Do I like the musical better? No, I actually think Fiddler on the Roof is a better musical than West Side Story. Interesting. 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 We'll discuss it some other day. Hey, rank the musicals for me real quick. You got them? Uh, what? Oh, the, the musical oh, stage oh, shows. Oh, here we go. Oh, I that's got you. different. That's a, that's a oh, little that's different. different. Sure. It's different. I want to hear it. Then, Mine is number four, uh, uh, West Side Story. Number three, Little Shop. Number two, Into the Woods. And number one, Fiddler. I got mine. Ah, okay. Go for it. Four, West Side Story, three, Little Shop, two, Fiddler, one, Into the Woods. So we switch our, our one yeah. and two. Okay, Scott? Okay, I would do West Side four, yeah. Fiddler three, Little okay. Shop, Into the Woods. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, Pam. I mean, Into the Woods is undeniable. It's fucking Sondheim. <laughs> Pam? Oh, God. Um, West Side Story number four, uh, Fiddler number three. Little Shop number two and Into the Woods number one. Great, that makes sense. All all Great minds, Pam. I love it. Great minds, Pam. Also, yeah. Pam, though, like I have to be that honest. Was so much pressure. I, know, I, right? <laughs> I have to be honest, though, Pam. Like Runaway Clone, the musical that you wrote that I directed at Fringe five years ago, four years ago, yeah. something like that. Um, yeah. Does very much feel like a sister piece to Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, very influenced. Yeah. B-movie yeah. sci-fi yeah. Uh, feels with that kind of... Ow! Jeez. You all right? <laughs> I'm just... I'm gesturing on an audio medium, and it's fine. Everyone yeah. knows. <laughs> um, it's very dramatic. I think he's in pain, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm glad we got to drop this in the middle of the week. People get get a, a double-stuffed Oreo of... Of not sponsored, by the way. Double stuffed Oreo oh, of of non-sponsored stuffed Oreos. Theater, theater. Oreos. But thanks for joining us for another bonus mini series. Join us next week as we begin our next playwright, quote unquote, playwright uh, mini series. That's right. It's Pod Podcast. No, it's Tick Tick Pod. No, it's Pod Pod, Pod, Pod Boom. Pod Podcast. I like Pod Podcast. Okay, but with all the you have to see it with the the. <laughs> I got We got to see the punctuation graphic. for it to really work. The, yeah, or and else you may it's have to podcast. post on Facebook. You may have to. Damn do it! it. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for joining us, and we'll uh, we'll do Larson with special guest Brittany Wheeler. Look forward yeah. to it. Each close it out. Uh, questions, comments, compliments. You can mm-hmm. reach us via email, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Don't Scott. send compliments, though. Don't send compliments. <laughs> no, you can pay us respect. Mean things only. <laughs> Scott Sampson, that's, we're talking to you. Uh, big shout out to uh, Ryan Thomas Johnson for writing our theme song. Here's a fact. Our theme song is better than your theme song. Yes. It's True. <laughs> Thank you. That's true. He also That's writes true. all of our stingers. He's an amazing human being. Uh, a big shout out to Pam Quinn for joining us for this and for contributing Thank you. to uh, Thanks, Pam. virtually every episode of our 
of our show. If she's not on the show, then she's writing songs for the show. That's true. That's yeah. right. That's uh, right. Love and, you, Pam. And we love Pam. Oh, yes, oh, we, yes do. we do. Bye-bye, <laughs> Birdie. And then finally, to the great Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright, Annie Baker, who writes every single one of our episodes and doesn't even know it. Hey, Scott, I've what? been meaning to huh? tell you that I think the Annie Baker, we can retire the entire Annie Baker bit. Like, we don't even bring it up anymore. And one day, Annie I feel like Baker. This is an offline gonna... conversation. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm creating an Annie Baker conversation about Annie Baker. Annie Baker. I'm being meta. It's meta. It's, we're fa- it's inversing on itself. <laughs> one day, Annie Baker, we're gonna buy you a fucking beer. It's true. Write us a review. We love you so much. Send us insults. <laughs> um. Poor. <laughs> All my life, I've always been poor. <laughs> Finishing the hat. Oh, boy. Uh, how you have to finish the hat. It's my Mandy thinking. How Here's you a... have to wet the oil from my window while you finish the hat. It's pretty good. My Patinkin's it's pretty not, good. It's not, it's not bad. And there's not bad. nothing but sky. And when the war man that you wanted goes, you can say to yourself, well, I did what I did. That's good. Come on. It's good. It's okay. It's really good. Go listen to it again. It's pretty solid. Send in compliments about it. (laughs) (laughs) Always send Later, everybody. The theater. The theater. 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 To me.